0: I'm Megan Arnold, and today you'll hear my story on San Francisco People.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to San Francisco People. I'm Frank Garza, and today's guest is Megan Arnold. So how did I meet Megan? Well, I came across Megan on Twitter. I started following her, and that led me to her website and eventually her blog, which is called Brew to Bay. Now, where does that name come from? Uh, The brew comes from Milwaukee, which is where Megan used to live. Apparently, they drank a lot of beer there. Sounds like a nice place to me. And the Bay, of course, comes from our favorite city, San Francisco. So Megan started this blog when she moved from Milwaukee to San Francisco um, because she really wanted to chronicle that transition and uh, just write about it. And um, it's a great blog. Um, Megan's really authentic and transparent on on it. She really puts herself out there. She does a lot of cool stuff, so I enjoy reading through it. Uh, What I love most about it is her alternative to New Year's resolutions. This year, she calls it the 35 by 36, and it's the 35 goals she wants to complete before she turns 36. Last year, she did the 34 by 35, the year before that it was the 33 by 34. You get the picture. Each year on her birthday, she publishes this list of the things she wants to accomplish before her next birthday. And then throughout the year, she writes various posts, kind of updating everyone on her progress. So it's kind of her way of holding herself accountable to to meeting all these goals. And they're not small goals either. They're usually pretty big. For example, last year, She said she was going to run her first marathon, and she did it. And the post she wrote up on that afterwards, that's my favorite one on the site. She really did a great job of capturing uh, that moment at the finish line and what that meant for her. Um, So you got to check that one out. Um, So we talk about those lists a little bit more as well as um, other aspects of her blog. Um, We'll we'll dig into what some of the other accomplishments were from last year and then what some of her goals are for this upcoming year. Uh, We're also going to talk about her background a little bit. Um, She was born in one Portland and grew up in another Portland, uh, which is interesting. And we're going to dive into her career, which takes us into the world of typeface and font design. And I guarantee you guys didn't realize how innovative of a business this was. I only learned this fairly recently. And we're going to talk about Megan's favorite spots in her neighborhood, the Upper Haight, as well as all her favorite spots throughout San Francisco. So let's go talk to Megan.
0: Fun fact: I was born in Portland, Maine, and grew up in Portland, Oregon. Oh wow! So, (laughs) so yeah. So I was born in Portland, but um, yeah, my dad was in the Coast Guard when I was a kid, and so we moved around a bit. And then he um, left and went back to school in the Pacific Northwest where he's from. So um, I lived in several states as a child, and then when I was like in sixth grade, we settled in Portland, Oregon, and um, I stayed there till I graduated. high school, but my mom is from New England, and so we spent, and she was a teacher, so we spent a lot of our summers back in Connecticut. So I kind of grew up on both coasts, and then when it was time to go to college, um, I kind of wanted to just go somewhere totally different, like where I'd never lived, and um, I ended up going to Marquette University in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Um, and it was a great experience. I you know, can't imagine my life had I not made that decision at 18, which is such a weird thing that you make this huge decision when you're 18 years old, but I just wanted to kind of, like, break free and go somewhere, um, and I mean, there, like, you know, there weren't a lot of kids from the West Coast when I was there. There are a lot more now, um, but, uh, this was the pre-Dwayne Wade era, so there were... I was just about to ask you yeah, if you went with D. He Wade. Yeah, played my senior year. Okay. So they were just starting to get good my senior year. And then I was still living in Milwaukee, though, in the um, 2003, the Final Four, which was awesome. Oh, my gosh, that was such a fun thing. I mean, I just graduated. I had a lot of friends that were still in school and, like, whenever over and on campus. And, yeah, it was great. So, um, yeah, and the university is wonderful. There's a great alumni community out here. Um, I've actually been the president of the Alumni Association for Northern California for a few years. It was a great school. Um, and um, I'm really glad I ended up there and then ended up, yeah, staying in Wisconsin when I graduated. It was 2002, and it was a first the first round of the bad economy so there were no jobs anywhere and I uh, just was like well if I stay in Milwaukee it's super cheap so I did and then just sort of ended up like building my life and I would come out here to visit San Francisco like probably every 18 months starting in like 2005 I had a friend move here I had a friend from college and a friend from high school and then I just kept coming out and like every time I came I'd be like what am I doing why am I not living here so I decided that that was I was gonna make it happen so basically I turned 30 and I was just like I can't do this and I'm just kind of hit this wall in um Wisconsin and I love it. Um, I have lots of good friends there, but I just, it was time to, to go. And so I was gonna, I had just, um, made a list of cities of like, you know, I'll try these and like, where do I have friends? And I kind of like, you know, it was like thinking here New York or DC and then kind of some smaller cities like checking out Austin or something like that. But, um, I was like, Oh, I'll take a trip every few months and then like, you know, kind of go network. And so January, 2011, I was, um, I picked San Francisco for the first place because I was like, well, that's the one I want. Mm-hmm. So I came out, I sent emails to, like, everybody I knew and then, like, everybody they knew and just was sent, like, here's my resume, here's, like, I'm kind of what I'm looking for and, you know, if you know anything or, like, let's just meet up and chat. And I actually, like, booked, like, my whole trip. I There were people I couldn't even meet up with because I, like, networked so super hard. And then um, my, my job... Um, My now former boss, uh, he had worked with my best friend from high school at another startup and they were looking for a communications person, but they didn't really have the bandwidth. Like it was some really small companies. They didn't really like have the bandwidth to get out there and recruit and hire. So I just sort of like fell into their laps and we met and I kind of just still had in my mind that like the trip was kind of informational. So we met and then at the end of the meeting, he was like, well, you know, if you need to think about. Um, you know, what your requirements are and you know when you can be out here. And I'm like, wait, what? I <laughs> think I think I'm getting a job. So it all happened super quick. So like I actually flew back to the Midwest that afternoon we had a two foot snowstorm and, um, I was like, yes, of course I'm moving to California. So yeah. So it happened super quick. It was like end of January. And then I was out here March 10th is my San Fran anniversary. So, um, I'm coming up on four years now, which is just crazy. It's just like gone by. And I'm like, like, you know, four years, like that's the length of like college or high school. I'm like, it's like time for phase two of San Francisco. So I don't know what that's going to be like, but we'll see. I'm I, definitely committed to staying here. I mean, I have a tattoo of the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, I know. I was going to so, ask you, do
1: you like it here? But I'm seeing this tattoo and I'm like, you know, that would be a foolish question.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, a few years ago, I had a year of never where I did all these things I said I was never going to do. And um, getting a tattoo is one of them. So uh, I I had really said never because I'm I, like that's a lot of commitment to put, like, one piece of art on your body, and, like, what if you don't like it? I don't know. So, um, but I've always loved the city, and it, like, represents that, you know, dream. If you really want something to happen, like, you can make it happen. Like, I'm definitely a big believer in that. Like, moving out here, I worked really hard to get here once I decided that was what I wanted, and, um, yeah, it can happen. So, I, I just love the city, and I love I love the bridge. It just, it takes my breath away every time I see it. Um, I've traveled a lot and like the only other thing I think that I've seen, I've seen twice the Taj Mahal and that's the same deal. I mean, there's just some structures that you see and it's just like, whoa, that's, that's impressive. So, and the bridge and just the natural setting of it too. It's insane.
1: Great. So you got a job, you moved out here. Let's talk a little bit about your career.
0: So yeah. So then I totally like flipped everything. And when I moved here for my job, um, I, um, worked for a company, um, called font shop. Um, and they, um, are now uh, part of a company called monotype. We were purchased last summer. Um, and you're still working for them now, still working for, for monotype. Um, but yeah, it was, that was exciting. I'd never been through a merger before. So that was, um, that was an experience. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I loved fonts as a kid. I always like, I would ask for font CDs for Christmas, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm super nerd and I just um, I didn't really know a lot about the like sort of the design and background of it but I just knew like if I use a different font on like my babysitting flyer it would make me stand out from like other kids in the neighborhood and you know I always was playing around with them. And I took a graphic design course in college and I really enjoyed it. But I knew, I mean, I wasn't, I'm not a designer <laughs> by any yeah. means. And like, especially once I started working with designers and saw like the discipline and the talent that goes into it. But I definitely have an appreciation for design. Um, I um, i really appreciate good design. So, um, so I started um, and I did the communications um, for them, kind of getting our blog and newsletter sort of wrangled um, and, um, I did that. And then at the same time, um, the company was based in Berlin as well. And they had been doing this conference called typo, um, Berlin for almost, almost 20 years when we started, I guess it was just over 15 when, when we brought it here. Um, and they wanted to bring it to San Francisco. And because I had this crazy weird, like 18 months as a, as an event planner, um, you know, that was sort of an appealing part for them to, to hire me. And so then I worked with another person in the office and we did it and we brought it, we brought it to to San Francisco. And typo is a really special conference. It's, um, it's not just a type conference. I mean, it's spun out of typography, but it's really, our, our motto is, um, design culture society with a little bit of kerning. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's really a lot a lot bigger than just um, type it's um, kind of like you know designs impact on 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 culture and like we have you know obviously like most of our speakers are graphic designers uh, or typographers but then we also have people come in you know just like that are artists or illustrators or like in Germany like theirs is huge there's this about twice our size like they had Um, I mean, he was from a design background, but they had like one of the members of Craftwork come talk uh, at their conference last year. And um, it's really it's just it's really a great thing to be a part of. And I'm so proud of
1: it. When I was reading about font shop and Mm monotype, it reminded me of this book. Mr. Penumbra's 24-hour bookstore. Have you ever read that?
0: I did read it. Actually, Font Shop was name-dropped in that book. Oh, was it? It was so weird because I hadn't read it yet. Um, it was on my list and my friend, um, actually, it was. I, would, I just left my first typo Berlin and I was in Croatia <laughs> and my friend like texts me this picture of like a page like with Font Shop and I'm like, what? So I did read that book. I,
1: that opened my eyes to like, so I never would have really thought that that was like an ongoing business or like there was design work still going on with font. I thought that's, there's a fixed number of fonts out there. Everybody uses the same ones you pull, you know, they're all listed on these like software programs, Nope. but it's a, it's a business, right? Of continuing to like innovate new fonts that people want to buy. It that is. was nuts to me.
0: Yeah, it. I. I honestly, I. I had no idea what kind of like, business it is, and now it's. I mean, it's a. It's not just design. I mean, it's a technology solution. I mean, my company, you know, does work with like. Um, they did a work with MIT lab to like you know, figure out, like, readability of, like, if you have a font on a car console, you know, is it going to be more legible? Like, will that impact safety, like, driver safety? You don't want to distract a driver. So, like, if this is more legible, then, like, there'll be safer drivers on the road. Um, and, um, you know, what what fonts are, are more readable on a screen? Like, when when your screens are getting tinier mm-hmm. or whenever, if that Apple Watch ever comes out, like, you know, what are you going to be able to read on that? And, um, you know, so it's it's, like know, kind of thinking of the design of technology and then, you know, getting, you know, people in tech to understand, you know, that you can make things look pretty (laughs) and, um, and just like embedding things, um, differently and kind of, and then as a, you know, coming from a marketing branding background, you know, how, like, and I mean, that's sort of, I guess how I originally got into typefaces when I was a child (laughs) is like, you know, like, oh, this, if I use this typeface, it's going to totally set apart my brand than like somebody else because, it's unique and people associate that with with me or my company. So, you know, it's just as important as your color or your shape or anything like that. So it's it's one of those basic design tools. So. Yeah, that's
1: interesting. But I loved that book, you know, and the whole book isn't about font. It's mm-hmm. just there's it's part of the it helps solve this mystery that they're going through, of course, and um, highly recommend it to everybody out there who's listening because it's based in San Francisco as well.
0: Yeah. It's such a San Francisco book. I like, yeah, I love reading books set here and like, oh yeah, I know where that is.
1: (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about your blog. Okay. Uh, Your Brew to Bay blog, which I love. And um, it sounds like you created that to kind of help talk about your transition from Milwaukee to San Francisco and just different experiences that you'd, you'd have along the way.
0: Yeah, it's so funny, because now I'm, like, stuck with the name, but, um, which is fine, but it's, I have to laugh, because now it's been four years here, but, yeah, I started it, I actually, I registered it before I moved here, when I was, like, thinking about it, and, um, and, yeah, I just started, when I moved here, I, like, logged basically, like, every day, I think, like, the first 40 days I lived here, or something, I wrote every single day what I did, um, because I guess I still couldn't believe it was real. Um, and I had, I'd had one in Milwaukee. I'd had a, a blog called The Accidental Wisconsinite um, there. And then I, I was like, okay, well, I'm leaving Wisconsin. So brew to bay um, cause Milwaukee is the brew city. So I didn't mm-hmm. know, I was just talking today at this going away party, like that, San, like I had no idea that San Francisco was kind of a, a boozy city until I moved here. And I was like, <laughs> I thought I was going to move here and like get to like free my liver a little bit, but nope, it's just, it's just as much as Milwaukee. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, like um, fun here. yeah. So, um, so anyways, so Bay um, just started writing about life, my life here. Um, a lot of um, focus on, um, you know, I have a CSI, so like what I cook and, and then a lot of it though, like the regular updates are based on my goals that I, I set every year for myself. So, um, I just sort of use it as a check-in spot so that I, I can hold myself accountable.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's my favorite. So that's my favorite thing about your blog is the annual list of goals that you put out there and it's all based on your age, right? So, I mean, you just published one like a year ago or not a year ago, a month ago of the, what 30, you call it 35 by 36, the 35 things you want to accomplish before you turn 36. Yep. So I love that. And so I wanted to talk about your most recent one that you wrapped up 34 by 35. And uh, just ask you about a few of the ones that were on there that I really liked. Sure. Um, I think what I liked the most was how you decided that you were going to make a list of the 34 moments from the year that you were most grateful for. Um, so I'm gonna ha- ask you to narrow that down a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say is the most? Um, what is what is the moment you're most grateful for, or like, what was your favorite accomplishment from your list last year?
0: Sure. So yeah, I um, I really um, needed that list. I had a really challenging year, kind of personally and professional. Uh, professionally, obviously, going through a merger, and then I, I had some personal stuff going on last year. So I was really like glad towards the end of the year when I had to make cross that one off my list because I I needed it I needed to feel like there were some good things that happened in in a year that was pretty crummy so um I mean I think kind of tying in like probably my most proudest personal accomplishment and then one of my moments was um running the marathon which was which was really like just more challenging than I ever thought it would be. I mean, of course it was physically challenging, but it was just like mentally crazy. And like the whole training process was, you know, I, I'm a really social person and I didn't realize how much I was going to have to sacrifice to do it. Um, you know, missing camping trips and and having to stay in so I could get up early and do a 20 mile run. Um, and so um, I think, you know, but out of the whole marathon thing, um, having, you know, my friends on the, on the route was just, Like unreal. I knew that they would be, you know, there was a group at my house and I knew that they would be there. But then like when I actually saw them, I mean, it was just incredible to have like this huge group of friends there, you know, with signs and cheering me on. And then a couple other friends just that who lived around along the route were there. I had um, some friends that um, camped out at at mile 25 right under the sign and um, were there to like take my picture and run with me. And I mean, that was so cool. Like, wow, like people really like care. (laughs) So that was definitely, like, um, I think the highlight, um, both, like, what I accomplished personally and just just this, like, I'm so grateful for my friends that I've made. And and these are people from, you know, everyone ranging to my my best friend from high school, Marianne, who lives here, to, you know, my roommates that I've known, um, you know, for four years, um, to like friends I, you know, have just recently made, um, and just it's, it's, I'm really grateful for, it was hard to leave friends behind when I lived in a place for 13 years. it was really, really hard to just like, you know, thank God for technology, but like leave everybody behind and, um, kind of have to rebuild this life and just be like, oh my God, how am I gonna, how am I ever gonna have friends as close as I did? Um, and, um, and yeah, I felt like that really was like, oh my gosh, like I, I have a life here, like I live here and there's I have a support network and that's awesome. So yeah, I think that that was absolutely like the moment I was, I was most grateful for last year, but
1: I thought you might say that one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I kind of sensed that reading through it and, and I loved the actual post you wrote about it called 26.2 thoughts on my first marathon. <laughs> and I've never run a marathon. I've always thought running a first marathon would be like a very emotional experience especially like at the end when you cross the finish line yeah and i think that your blog post was like very touching (laughs) and like straight from the heart and just like captured that emotion perfectly so i encourage everyone that's if you're going to read one (laughs) if you're going to read one of megan's posts i would go read that one i thought it was i thought it was awesome
0: yeah and you can see the awesome picture of my cry face as i cross the finish line. yeah i know and it has a
1: caption of like this is what it looks like to finish a marathon it it was all just like perfectly (laughs) like put together I love, I loved it. Great job Thanks. on that post. I mean, I think you captured the moment very well.
0: Yeah. And I just, and of course being me, I, um, they started, and this is smart for the marathon. They start putting signs up about the beer garden about <laughs> like mile 22 or so. So, you know, you're just ready to die and you're just like, okay, just going to like Get that beer.
1: I bet that beer tasted pretty damn good. Oh my God. it was
0: like the be- That was that. About- I don't even remember what kind of beer it was, but that was the best beer, beer yeah. I've had in the last year. <laughs> Screw the right. plenty, the younger, <laughs> Just, you run 26 miles and you get a beer. So, right. um, yeah.
1: So another one of your goals that you uh, succeeded on was you wanted to send 34 cards or letters oh. in the mail. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. Cause I can't remember the last time actually I sent <laughs> a card or letter. What made you want to do that? And what'd you learn from it?
0: Um, well, I mean, I, 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 love getting mail. Um, so I, um, you know, so, so it's sort of, I guess a little bit selfish. Like I love getting mail. So if I send mail, maybe I'll get mail, which is totally true. Um, and I guess working in design, like a lot of events that I go to, I get, um, you know, like postcards or cards, like beautiful things that people have designed and, I'm like, well, I'm gonna send those out. So, um, I'll sometimes I'll have a random mail day, and I'll put up on like Facebook or Twitter, and I'll be like, I have five pieces of five postcards. Who wants one? And um, you know, then I end up sending mail. I mean, like, I sent last year um, a mail to a friend in Nigeria, a friend in the Ukraine. Um, you know, and then like you know, friends in the city, and like just. Um, you know being able to send things out uh somewhere and even if it's just like a quick short note or um you know something funny it's just like wow I just sent that out there and then yeah and then I've gotten mail back and I just it's it's always fun to like get home and and get um get a pile my roommate gets a lot of mail from her mom it's really cute actually she gets tons of mail from from her mom and some of her other friends and I was just like I want mail too so um just yeah started sending it out but it's really fun it's like it's great to um kind of have that tactile thing and I think obviously working in design has sort of helped me appreciate that too um just like it's really nice I actually just got yesterday um my friend's two almost two-year-old son sent me a cute little handmade valentine and then she sent me some photos so that's that was fun uh, to get home yesterday and have this this mail. Um, but yeah, it's I think it's just um, it's just nice to kind of interact with people that way. I mean, obviously technology is so easy to to use, and you know I definitely feel like keep in touch with a lot more people now with with things like Facebook. But um, but there's something special about getting getting a piece of mail or sending a piece of mail.
1: Yeah. Um let's okay, let's talk about your new list. Okay. Uh you just published about a month ago, right? You're thirty five yep. thirty six. January
0: eleventh is my birthday, so I put it out on, on that day.
1: So I think the first one I saw was you want to visit Alaska and that's gonna be the last of the fifty states that you've been to. Yeah. What that's pretty I need to go back and figure that out for myself. I, I I'd guess I'm somewhere around like thirty five or so. What is the most um tell me what your most surprising positive experience has been in a state Gosh. maybe a state you weren't expecting much or that just kind of blew you away
0: well this last trip I did last year um I uh you know have all I've been saving Alaska because I had I'd crossed Hawaii off a few years ago and um and then like that was kind of before I was questing like in intentionally questing and so I I was like, well, I need to go out big. So Alaska is clearly going to be it. And then I had, you know, these kind of dinky states, like <laughs> <laughs> like kind of going around, um, floating around. And so this last trip was, you know, to, to cross off these three so that I could just do Alaska and be done with it. And so it was North Dakota, Oklahoma, and Arkansas. And okay. all three were, you know, surprising. And Oklahoma and Arkansas, I guess, you know, people do like, I, I actually did meet up with people I knew there, and, like, they're pretty cosmopolitan. But North Dakota, what the heck? Like, I had no idea. So I probably was, like, the most surprised by by that. I It was really quiet um, and, like, so empty that, like, you'd be driving and someone would pass you on the road um, and wave because there was just no one. But it was beautiful, and I had no clue that I would actually find it, like, very Beautiful, and um, I went to Teddy Roosevelt National Park, which is in the western part of the state, and it's um, still the Badlands. It's, I'd been to the Badlands in South Dakota as a child, but um, it's still that sort of really crazy geography. And um, and then there's it's like the largest herd of wild bison in the country, I think. So, nice. um, you know, you're you're there, and it was April too, so it was totally pre tourist season. And you know, there's bison and wild horses, and I went on this like seven-mile hike. You know, and just was like, just you just felt like you're like there's no one in the world around, and it was that was really cool. All
1: right, let's talk about stairway walks. Okay. So uh, this is another thing I love as well. You said you want to do fifteen San Francisco stairway walks this year. What's some of the favorite ones that you've been on already?
0: Sure. So this is a book, and I'll send you the link because I, I unfortunately am very bad at pronouncing this woman's name. Um, um, it's like Ada. Back, Balokinski. I, gosh, I probably totally butchered that, but um, it's a book that's been around since like the 70s or 80s and different editions. And when I when I moved here, I was several people recommended it to me um, as a good way to explore the city. So I got a used copy at, at Green Apple Books out in the in the Richmond. And um, mine's an older copy, so it's funny because some things have changed. And I'll be like, like I just was on one um, in the Forest Hill neighborhood last week, and Um, it was like, this view is incredible. And there's like a house there. And then like this neighbor comes out and he's like, oh, you're looking for the view of the stairway walks book. he's like, yeah, that house came up. He's like, what edition do you have? And then I actually have run into people, um, on different walks with the book, like every, you know, out exploring. But I think my favorite, um, there are a couple in Russian Hill, um, that are really cool. Um, there's one that goes through, um, this park called Ina Coolbrith Park, which is probably one of my favorite parks in the city. Um, it's just got an incredible view of the city and the bay and, um, actually ended up there on new year's day morning this year. Um, my friend lives nearby and we went and watched the sunrise there, which was really cool. But I, I, I known it like in a lot of people I was with, they're like, what is this park? Um, but I'd known it from the story walks. Um, where is it? It's, uh, gosh, I would have to look. It's like, it's like Vallejo and
1: jones jones maybe okay because yeah. I, I was gonna say that's my favorite i don't know the name of it okay. but i know that if, if i walk up to like jones and vallejo that's gotta be there's it. like a stairway that you go up
0: uh-huh
1: and then there's like this awesome view of the bay yeah that's like a lot of people it. will like gather there to watch fireworks yeah, and stuff yeah. and then you can walk down in the north beach yeah i think and that's that's, it. Be, that's been one of my like that spot up there with the view It's incredible. The people that are living in those buildings, like they have like the best location in the city. I mean, it's like they have their own like private little park right there. It's it's awesome.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. And we yeah, we went on New Year's morning and we uh, my friends had rented the silent disco headsets. And so we had like music with us, like on our heads and then we were like watching the sunrise and we were all like in our new year's outfits and <laughs> it was like super like, Oh my gosh, new year's this year was incredible. Like, um, it was my first kind of like really doing it up with friends in San Francisco and just, um, just like to experience like the year starting and like, you just have this view and like, what? Like, life. yeah, so I've never good. been there for a sunrise. I'm yeah, gonna have to go check that out. It's pretty, it's pretty special. Um, but yeah, um, The the story walks, though, I mean, it's a great way to just, like, find, you know, like, 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 last week I did this Forest Hill and Edge Hill, which are kind of out, like, past the inner sunset, a little south of the inner sunset, and, yeah, there's, like, this cute little neighborhood. Edge Hill was, like, this weird hill, like, I didn't even know was there with, like, these old 1920s-style houses, like, the architecture is just completely different than anything else in the city, um, so yeah, it's just a great way to, to kind of explore.
1: So you, so in the next year you're going to be going to Alaska, you're going to be exploring all of these stairway walks. You're going to be biking around all these different cities, but, uh, I don't think that's going to be your most adventurous goal from the list. I think it's going to be this next one, go on 15 set updates. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs>
1: What do you think? Do you agree with me?
0: Um, yeah, it probably will be. I don't know about how much I'm going to be able to write about that. Maybe like <laughs> in, I'm taking notes. Well, I've only actually been on one. My friends need to get on that note to them. Um, I've been talking about though. actually, um, every time I'm out with people, I bring it up because it's something like it, it is like it's yeah, you gonna need some take. help on that one. Yeah. yeah. I obviously, um, yeah. So I, why'd you
1: choose that one?
0: Why did I choose that one? Well, um, I like I went through this really bad breakup last year and then I tried to go back to online dating and uh it just was like, oh god, again, like I just don't wanna do this. I hate it. I really hate it. And What do you um, hate about it? It's just so like it's like I don't like shopping and I (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's just like shopping. It's so like it's painful, like I just like uh it's just a lot it's a lot of effort too, like you know, to 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 plan everything out, and everybody here, and I'm myself included, can get, get really flaky. And I just was like, I don't have time for this. I don't want to deal with this. So, I was like, I'm done. Um, But you know, obviously, still want to be out there dating. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna try this setup thing. Like I think maybe it was watching a TV show or something, and like from like the 90s, and like there was a setup, and I was like, oh, maybe we should just do that. Like. So, um, so yeah, I've, I've been on one and it, it was okay. Um, but there was, I mean, nothing, but it was like a thousand times better than any online date I'd been on. Like it was, yeah, like kind of an automatically knew like, oh, this probably isn't going to work out, but I like, I had to go because like my friend, I was, you know, she arranged it and, you know, had to stick it out and, um, give it a shot and not and and not be dismissive of it because it's a person I wouldn't normally have gone out with um so yeah I'm like I'm really kind of excited about like who my friends think I might match with which is kind of funny because it's like you know is this is this just like a oh I know two single people they should meet or do they actually think I'll match but like the other night I was out with a acquaintance And she had a friend with her, and I was talking about it. And then her friend was like, oh, I know this guy. So, like, it's just kind of getting people to think. And also kind of, again, sort of like that kind of uncoupling from technology. I just feel like, again, like we're getting so lazy and like, oh, well, I'll just do this. Like, I'll just pull up my You want to go old school. Get from point A to B. But it's like, no, you're like, I want to go old school. So, um, so yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know if if I'll meet that one. And everyone kind of like was like, well, what if you meet somebody on your third setup date? And I was like, well you know, then I was like, then you'd happily like, dismiss that goal. I'm sure. I, yeah. I was like getting all like legal though. I was like, well, then technically every date we went on since then would be like a setup date. Cause we were set up initially, but, um, but yeah, no, we'll, uh, we'll see how that one goes. Like that's yeah. So any, any listeners out there, if you know anyone,
1: <laughs> yeah, let's, but, let's put that out there for a challenge put, for everybody.
0: Yeah. Challenge. Let's, let's get me uh, on 35 and not 15. <laughs> so yeah. And, and the numbers, by the way, all come from, um, the 15 is from 2015 and 35 is, is my age. So oh, I didn't get the 15. Yeah. Okay. That's where, cause uh, sometimes 35 is it's a big. That's a big goal. Like,
1: <laughs> right. All right. Well, let's talk about San Francisco. Okay. Um, so you live in the upper Haight, right?
0: Yep. At, in, in the upper Haight. I'm at Haight and Masonic. So I'm in oh, the wow. middle of everything.
1: You're right there. So I'm going to ask you what are your three favorite things to do or places to go okay. in your neighborhood? And, uh, based on the location you just told me, you're like right next to one of my favorites, but I'm going to see if you pick it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm guessing I know what that is, but, um, I mean, while that's an easy thing for me to do, which is to, to go across the street to Magnolia, which yeah, is amazing. Love um, that place. That is uh, is probably not one of my favorite, like my favorite hate things, um, you know, even though I'm not ever running a marathon ever again in my life, I do still like to go for a run in the panhandle and into the park. That's just like, I'm so lucky. I lived the first three months I was here over in the mission, and it was just such a n- nice change to move to the Haight and live um, right by all the parks and be able to do that run. Um, and so that's probably my, um, my favorite thing. Um, I do, even though, you know, it's it's crazy touristy, you know, I do love thrift shopping. I've always loved thrift shopping. So, um, you know, kind of go try on vintage clothes either at like Goodwill, um, which I have found some total gems at the Goodwill on hate, um, or like a nicer store, like Relic Vintage is one of my favorites to kind of go and just try on um, dresses even if I can't afford them, but it's just like nice to try on vintage clothes. I just like have, I've always loved vintage clothes. So um, it's kind of fun to have all that in my neighborhood. Um, and then my third favorite thing is actually um, documenting just like the weirdness of Haight-Ashbury. I mean, I never thought I was ever gonna end up living there. Like it's somewhere, you know, I came to visit as a teenager and like, you know, did the touristy thing. And then that just happened to be where I kind of found an apartment
1: and so you've lived there the whole time you've I've been in San I've lived there, yes.
0: I mean, pretty much, I like I said, I it over in um, in the mission in like Bernal. Um, but I have been in the hate since June of 2011. So, yeah. So I, um, I actually, for my on my Instagram feed, um, which is the same, which is Megan C. Arnold, um, I have a, I try to do every day. I mean, I generally don't always hit that. But, like, I have just a, a hashtag, the in- Insta hate or daily hate. And, um, you know just kind of keeping my eye out for like either street art or just some sort of weird person in some crazy outfit. I mean, just like I feel like kind of all those elements of San Francisco, you know, land there. And then it's, it's definitely as far as neighborhoods go, like, Outside of you know North Beach and Fishman's Wharf, where like all the hotels are, like it's kind of a removed neighborhood, but it's so touristy. And especially like in August when the Europeans are all on vacation, you know, I'll come home and just need to get my bike in my gate. And like there's like French people there with like a map or like on their phones trying to think figure things out. And um, it's just you know it gets you know we always joke it's like a it like kind of gets annoying, but it's also just like wow this is this is my neighborhood and where I live so. Yeah. Um, but Magnolia is great. It's I mean, I can't complain like living across the street from like a brew great beer and like their food is excellent. Their hamburgers deli- delicious, delicious. Yeah. When have I have it all marathon training, that would be like, I'd be like done with like a long run and I just like, before I even went upstairs to shower, I just go into Magnolia and be like beer burger, like, <laughs> feed me, feed calories. So yeah, it's, it's nice to have that, that like right across the street.
1: So how about what are your three favorite restaurants in San Francisco?
0: Sure. Well, um, sadly, one of them is about to close. Um, I think at the end of April, um, Millennium, which is, uh, never been a, there. um, vegan restaurant. I'm not a vegan. Um, I used to be vegetarian, but, um, I start. I've been eating meat again for five years. Um, but I, um, I had wanted to get a thank you dinner for friends that had put me up when I f- first moved to the city and they are vegetarian. So I found it, um, and then I found out it was vegan, and it's just is excellent, excellent um food. But it's uh, apparently the building that it's in was sold or something like that, so it's a super bummer. But um, I think it's open till the end of April, so go if you can. Um, it's like Union Square area, um, and then I think it's so hard to like narrow. This was a really I know one this is a tough down. one. Um, Zazzy, like staying local in my neighborhood, Zazzy and Culver Valley mm-hmm. is just great. Um, again, brunch it's like a million year wait, but um during the week it's not so bad and actually on Monday nights they have um you can bring your your dog to their patio um on Monday nights and so um I was dog sitting for my roommates a few months ago and then my other friend came down with like her dog and we had like a little dog date at um at Zazzy. and like their food is just it's just amazing it's just really good food um and they have like you know different combos like where you can get like an appetizer and a meal and a dessert and like great wine and um and like for brunch if you do get in you know they have like crafts of mimosas and the brunch food's just delicious and yeah it's just a nice like great little neighborhood spot and again they have a great patio too so I think when I was thinking about it I was like you know Zazzi's really on there I've been um, there
1: for dinner I've never been for brunch and I did hear brunch is kind of like crazy. what they're really known for so I'll have to check that out sometime
0: um and then my last pick is kind of not Really, a restaurant, but they have a lot of dinners there. Um, but it's a place near and dear to my heart. It's called 18 Reasons. It's um, Byright's. Um, it spun off of Byright as a nonprofit arm. Now it's its own um, own nonprofit. Um, but it um, it's a great spot. It's in the Mission, and they do a lot of like dinner conversations um, with farmers or um, you know different like cookbook authors um, or people in the food sustainability movement. Um, I did a farm school program through them a couple years ago where I actually, you know, learned about different farming issues and went up to Sonoma and worked on the Byright Farm um, one Saturday a month. Um, And it's just a great, um, a great spot to like really get to know about food and, um, and food issues and, um, and farming. So um, I, that's not really a restaurant, but they do have like meals, I'd say, you know a few times a month they have some sort of dinner um and like conversation so it's it's kind of like it's a great place to get like incredible food and like learn too so yeah i had to th- i had
1: to love it i've never out. heard that until I, w- I saw that on your blog but i had mm-hmm. never heard that place before i'll have to check it out yeah
0: it's it's great um i'm going to uh my my csa which is community supported agriculture is eat well farm and they're doing a dinner later this month there. So it'll be veggies from the farm and then kind of learning about the different um, issues that they face. So it's cool. It's just like, yeah, like learn a lot. Um, you know, when we're in the city, it's just like nice to get your hands in the soil and like learn where your food comes from. And I mean, California is great. San Francisco is great for that. Right. So. All
1: right. How about your three favorite places to get a drink in the city? <sighs> okay. We've well, talked about a few of them already. Yeah. i talked about a
0: few of them. Um, well, I mean, torn out in on the page I already had thrown out there. Um, I am um, also um I have um a bunch of friends that work um at Iron and Gold which is over it's um on Mission where um, Mission and Valencia kind of meet. Okay. Um I actually had, I, we joke like Iron and Gold is like the epicenter of like all of my like our lives because like I I was going there with other friends and then like then my roommate ended up starting to work there and then another friend got hired there and it was like the whole like my whole San Francisco universe sort of like collided at this one bar um and it's just a great spot it's pretty um they have great cocktails um and it's just chill and um it's just a nice place i it's good again that that is on the opposite side of town than i am so i you know i don't end up there all the time but i do end up there quite a bit um but that's it yeah a great spot so um
1: I'll have to check that out. I have not heard of that spot before. Yeah, Sounds good. Okay. Um, What about a new place you've been to recently that you've loved?
0: So I had to think on this, and I was actually like looking back at my calendar. I'm like, I haven't really been. So this is sort of a a little bit of a like an asterisk because I'd been to this place for a show like a couple years ago, but that was it. I just went to see this band and then like left. But um, it's the, the Knockout. It's also in that same quarter. Um, it was actually... I was visiting my roommate at Iron and Gold and I was walking to the bus and I heard music and then I remembered that I'd been told about this and I'd never been. Um, it's a dance party called Teenage Dance Craze nice. at the Knockout. And it's the last Friday of the month. And it's like an all vinyl like showcase, like 50s and 60s dance music. It's so much fun. Like... So I ended up going in. I was with a coworker. We were, like I said, we were on our way to catch the bus and we danced and then she left and then I was like, I want to stay and dance. So I just stayed and like danced with strangers till the bar closed. It was so fantastic. I wasn't even drinking. I was like drinking water at that point. Um, but it was such a great, um, a great time. And I just like, I I mean, I just, I'm a huge music knob too and but I just really like that kind of style like old music and so that was um that was really really fun um it was a nice, like unexpected evening just like dancing
1: so from the conversation I've gathered that you love living in San Francisco uh you have a tattoo of the Golden Gate Bridge on your arm so I don't anticipate you're going to be moving away anytime soon but if you had to move away for some reason um, how would you spend your last 24 hours in the city?
0: Yeah, this one was hard because like I said, I was actually at a going away party today. Um, so I really like hit home when I was thinking about it. So I like to jam pack everything. So I think that, um, you know, definitely I'd probably start my day with, um, coffee and toast at the mill. I just love like people that, that toast is, you know kind of infamous but it's it's so freaking good so I would go <laughs> go there and have that and then I think I would bike over the Golden Gate Bridge because um, it just is like one of the happiest things you can do um do maybe <laughs> time is limited but a short hike in the headlands um just kind of you know park and, and walk up to like Hawk Hill or something um then come back over and just hang out in Alma Square it's one of my favorite parks to so just like that view is incredible and um it's so central and um I just love that park so I think hang out in Alamo Square Um, and then um, because I had to do something super San Francisco I think kind of head back down town and take a cable car to the Tonga Room which is another one of my favorite things to do Uh, I love the Tonga Room that place is freaking so cheesy and awesome so go do that. Um, I think probably ending the night with a burrito at some point and a good beer somewhere. Um, and then, you know, I think I'd have to stay up to watch the sunrise. So probably go find a place to go dancing with friends and like dance it out and stay up and watch the sunrise from somewhere. Um, and like, and just kick myself for leaving. And hopefully it would be like, I would come back because I can't ever picture myself leaving here.
1: So I I gotta give you credit. You're the first person that I've asked this question to that literally used the entire 24 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody else went to bed. No, you didn't go to bed. (laughs) I don't go to. No, not. (laughs) You went all the way till the next morning. I love that. (laughs) Thanks to Megan for being on the show. Go check out her blog. It's Brew to Bay. WordPress.com. While you're there, make sure and read her post about the marathon. It's called 26.2 Thoughts on My First Marathon. It's an absolute doozy. You're going to love it. You can get a link to Megan's blog as well as all the other stuff we talked about on the San Francisco People website. That address is www.sfpeoplepodcast.com. From the front page, you'll see Megan's show notes. Just click there, you can get a recap of the show and links to everything we talked about. Thanks again to everybody for listening. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at SF People Podcast, and you can follow me at Frank Garza SF. We're also on Facebook, just search for San Francisco People Podcast, and please send me an email if you have any feedback about the show, or if you want to suggest a guest to be on a future show. My email is frank at sfpeoplepodcast.com. We'll be back in a few weeks, I'm Frank Garza for San Francisco People.